You are listening to the Vibrant Life Podcast, episode 69, The True Love of Your Life. The Vibrant Life. Hey you, happy Friday and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Emily Romrell and it's great to be here with you. I hope your past week was full to the brim of love, (laughs) with love. Did y'all have a fabulous Valentine's Day? Whether you had a hot date or not, I hope you had the chance to be with people you care about because in the end, that's what life's about. I'm a big Beatles fan and as I'm kicking things off here, I have the song All You Need Is Love, kind of spinning around in the back of my brain. (laughs) I kind of want to swing my arms out in conductor style, even though you can't see me, and uh, cue you to sing, All together now, all you need is love. But it's true, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to celebrate the love in our lives. So I hope you were able to do that, whether you have a romantic love in your life right now or not. I guess I'm an old soul because another person I'm a huge fan of is C.S. Lewis. I'll happily talk about his books any chance I get. And one of his shortest books is called The Four Loves. And it's a discourse on the different kinds of love we feel in our relationships throughout life. And it's only uh, 141 pages long. And so not that big. It's a great read and I highly recommend it. But just for convenience and for some of the points that I want to make today, I'm going to give you a really quick rundown of his ideas. The first love is affection. And many loves are touched by affection. It is built on what is known and familiar, and it often coexists with other loves. For instance, when couples fall in love, it's frequently because of certain affections that start to wrap around the couple, making love an expected and familiar aspect of their shared experience, right? <clears throat> a certain place, like hobbies, personality traits, etc., even if we don't define it, the majority of love we feel in our normal day-to-day lives is affection for the individuals who are always around us. It's just kind of a warm feeling, you know, you know what affection is, you, you like them. It's a warm, concentrated like. The purest type of love is friendship, believe it or not. A true friendship, according to Lewis, is one that goes beyond simple companionship to address a higher objective, a shared passion, or a pressing issue. Lewis lamented the nature of friendships in his own day and recognized how difficult it was for people to relate to others in a way that was simply or that was not simply affectionate or romantic. I think that's only gotten more precarious in our times. Luce's idea of friendship was two people side by side with a shared vision of the future. It's a love of genuine concern, dignity, and respect for one another. You really care about the other person. Then, dun da 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 romantic love is next. The risk in romantic love is when one chases an intense emotion blindly. Once the passion has passed, we believe that love has died, and true love is not so unreliable. But passion isn't bad or wrong as long as it's harnessed in the right way. Still, when we learn that romance is more deeply rooted than the nonsense that's pushed by our culture, 
we're better able to love our partner in an unconditional and beautiful way. This is a quote straight out of the book. Uh, Lewis says that the event of falling in love is of such a nature that we are right to reject as intolerable the idea that it should be transitory. In one high bound, it has overleaped the massive wall of our selfhood. It has made appetite itself altruistic, tossed personal happiness aside as triviality, and planted the interests of another in the center of our being. Spontaneously and without effort, we have fulfilled the law towards one person by loving our neighbor as ourselves. It is an image, a foretaste of what we must become to all if love himself rules us without a rival. And building on that, the last of the four loves is charity. The unconditional love Heavenly Father expressed to us through his Son is our main goal. Affection, friendship, and romantic love all serve as stepping stones for the development of charity. And using some strong words, Lewis reminds us, There is no safe investment. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. The alternative to tragedy, or at least to the risk of tragedy, is damnation. The only place outside heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers and perturbations of love is hell. (laughs) So it's pretty strong words. But you know, that's what we risk. What do we risk by choosing not to love? And ultimately, charity is the highest form of love. The aim then is to love others as God loves us. Thus we become more like him and develop into our highest selves. So there you have it. The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis, summarized by yours truly (laughs) with a neat imaginary bow. Uh, I think it's very valuable to think about love like this and the different ways that it influences our lives. It's useful to think about how much actual affection we're feeling toward people we interact with. It's useful to ponder on the deeper connection found in friendship. It's useful to clarify the difference between lust and a true romantic love that we find in a life partner. And if we're lucky, we will be able to feel the pure love of Christ toward others in charity. And all of this is extremely important to know and to employ in our everyday lives. Okay, Emily, you might be asking right about now, what is your point? (laughs) I know that was a long setup. But here it is, peeps. Let me ask you, in all of my talk so far about the various forms of love, have you had an inkling of how important it is to love yourself? My guess is no, and that needs to change. Today, I want to offer the idea that the true love of your life is not your romantic partner. I'm sure they're wonderful, but it's you. The true love of your life is the relationship you have with yourself. Personally, my relationship with myself hasn't always been great. I sometimes shake my head at the way I used to talk to myself and the negative feelings I had. And I'm still working on this. I still have negative feelings sometimes. 
I'm definitely not perfect, but I've done a lot of work and now I can honestly say that I love myself. I do. A few years ago, I wouldn't be able to even say that sentence out loud, just to myself. And I can't tell you how grateful I am for the work I've put in to come this far. I'm so grateful for others around me who helped me find my way, for a counselor who really went the extra mile, for a loving family, for mentors and friends. They all supported me in the journey, and they still do. But the person who really did the work and who is still going at it is me. I think you'll be able to relate. In my crazy head, I used to have the idea that if I had a strong love for myself, I would be conceited or arrogant, two things that are my biggest turnoffs ever. I felt that in order to love others truly, I had to somehow hold them up higher than myself. It was imperative to put everyone else first, which meant I shouldn't shine. And if you're currently thinking similar things, stop it. These kinds of thoughts are lies. They are meant to keep you from living your fullest, most vibrant life. And we don't fall for that kind of crap here. Here's the truth. When you think less of yourself, there's less of yourself to give. You feel small, so you act small. You refuse to shine, and so your talents stay hidden away, tucked inside your soul, getting rusty. Who's that helping? No one. But especially not you. It's true that when you do love yourself, you are more capable of loving others, but that is a secondary benefit. The main reason to love yourself is that doing this makes you happy. <laughs> Go figure. That's the only way you're going to find lasting joy in this life. When you love yourself, your passions and talents burst out of you with abandon. Your life is made vibrant through the act of living. You'll dance if you love dancing, or bake, or experiment, or build, or create, or just simply feeling. Just feeling the emotion of love that you might have held back from yourself is powerful and so beautiful. Now, let me go through our list of four loves again, and let's see if we can feel these emotions in the relationship that matters most. You guessed it, ourselves. Do you feel affection for yourself? Do you smile when you see yourself in the mirror? Do you like yourself? What do you like about yourself? Personally, I like the kind of darker rings of brown that frame the lighter brown in the irises of my eyes. <laughs> it's kind of silly, but I notice that and I like it. I like my quirky, goofy sense of humor. I like how creative I am. I like the dimples in my smile. What do you like about yourself? If you're having a hard time thinking of things, Work on it. It's important. Are you a friend to yourself? Do you talk to yourself in your mind like you talk to a cherished friend? Do you have a genuine concern for yourself, for your past, present, and future you? Are you gentle with yourself? Do you take care of yourself? Do you love what makes you uniquely you? Because wherever you go, you're going to meet yourself there. <laughs> And the friendship that you build with yourself is the one that's going to carry you through this life. Now, romantic love doesn't really apply. Romantic love is a sacred thing that's supposed to be shared with another very special person. But I will say this. You can't rely on your romantic partner to make you happy. True happiness comes from within, 
And that starts with being willing to look at yourself intimately and being vulnerable with yourself. And then you can share your true self with your romantic partner. Last of all, but most importantly, can you have true charity in your heart for yourself? We are all children of God. You are a child of God, and so am I. When we embrace this truth, then we catch a glimpse of the love our Heavenly Father has for us. We need to try to love ourselves like He does. We need to be patient with ourselves like He is. We need to forgive ourselves like He does. We need to encourage ourselves like He does. Having the pure love of Christ for others is important, but it's also crucial to have the pure love of Christ for ourselves. It's not always easy, but if you pray and ask help, ask for help, Heavenly Father will pour His love out to you, and you can keep a little bit of it and love yourself as He does. There are many different kinds of love. They are all special, and they all make a difference. But my friends, you are the true love of your life. Your relationship with yourself is the sustaining power of your life. You are so special, and you have a lot to offer the world. But you will also have the most fun and experience the most joy when you embrace who you truly are. When you love yourself, everything changes, and the change is beautiful. I love you, sincerely, I genuinely do. But it's my earnest hope that you can tap into the power of your own self-love. And I really appreciate you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for spending some time here with me today. Take care, my friends, and live the vibrant life.